you know, Step, a lot of people don't realize you have a degree in bracketology. Yes, I'm working on my master's at the moment. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your playoff partners, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and welcome, welcome to the 2020 Texas high school football playoffs. We made it. Yay. We did. We We did. did. We made it. And I mean, look, I, I think it is worth worth taking a moment and acknowledging that it was not a foregone conclusion that we would get here. No. And uh, I'm really happy we did. Um, you know, I was I, I you know, it, it didn't it didn't come without without a lot of bumps in the road for sure, which is to be expected. But I think from an overall standpoint, um, I have to give the UIL, the Texas high school football coaches and the players and their families. Um, I got to give them an A. I mean, when you look at 90 percent of the games approximately being played. That's an A. So, I mean, I think could it have been better? Sure, absolutely. But I think for the most part, I think uh, it's a minor miracle, really, that we had this this many games that were played. So kudos to everyone. I think that's exactly right. I think that like you I'm I'm a big believer that you can't you can't let good be the enemy of perfect. And uh, this season was never going to be perfect. That was that was right out. It was it was a a non-starter. But. I think that the season has to be graded as at least good. And and at that point, the fact that we have made it to the playoffs um, is 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 a a credit to all those people that you uh, just mentioned. It, it, it is. And um, and yeah, so so because I, I mean, I'd love to at some point whenever we get past this and we can all laugh about it. We'll never laugh about it, but no. <laughs> whenever we can go. W- w- no. Whenever, whenever we can go back and, and kind of reflect, I'd love to go back and listen to some of those podcasts we recorded over the summer and just be like, man, I, I, I guarantee you there was a lot of like us wringing our hands and be like, man, I don't know. Let's, for sure. You know. For sure. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we're here. So, you know, let's let's keep it going. So this is your 4A, 3A and 2A bracket preview. And, and I want to start off with a apology to our six man friends. Um, because, uh, step don't do six, man. Uh, I would rather, uh, and I'm going to try this week that I'm going to try no promises. I'm going to try to record a special episode with Granger Huntress, oh. our six man football insider. And just, you know, about 20 minutes or so, just kind of, uh, breaking down the one, a, uh, one, a podcast or one, a brackets. I feel like that's a better use of, of your time. Um, you being the, the listener, not not you, Step. I don't. I don't and care you about being the six man listener, you know, if you're expecting to yes, hear you being, me break down six man, I'm sorry, it's not happening. It's it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so what I'd rather do is bring on an actual expert. <laughs> yeah, bring on uh, someone. Who would know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to try to do that this week. Um, and so, but this will be your four A, three A, and two A preview. Uh, and and let's start with this because you and I talked about we kind of wrestled with the idea of what to do with this podcast. By the way, if you're a 6A and 5A fan, don't worry, we're going to have a 6A and 5A preview podcast coming up later this week. Uh for for week what would be week 8 for them? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so good. yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it's week 8. So, we'll have we'll have that for you. We didn't forget about you, but we did want to break out this one. Uh and I think it's worth mentioning that we we kicked around the idea of doing our normal thing of like the game draft. But I'm gonna be honest. We're we're the we're the we're the trust tree mm-hmm. here on the premium podcast. This week's slate of games of the small school ranks, the first round, it is uh it's pretty thin. Yeah, there's there's a lot of potentially lopsided results, and that's to be expected. That the districts in three A, four A, four A, three A, and two A don't have the depth that the districts in five A and six A have for the most part. So those third and fourth place teams. Uh, and a lot of cases aren't really strong and there's probably going to be some really lopsided results. So I, I, we felt like it was better use of your time for us to kind of look at the brackets as a whole and kind of give you a, a playoff primer this week. And then next week we go back to our game draft because next week the games get infinitely better. Oh, absolutely. So let's start with the biggest uh, bracket we've got going so far, which is 
4A Division One. 4A Division One, and we're going to go region by region here. But before we do that, I want to take a, an overall look at the, kind of a big picture here. And what I think is really interesting about this particular bracket is I think each region has its own like flavor and its own storylines to go along with it. That is not the case in every bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are some where it's just kind of like four regions that are all about the same or four regions that like there's one loaded region and three kind of meh regions. This one, it feels like four interesting reasons, all, all, all interesting regions, all for different reasons. Absolutely. And I think when you start in region one, for me, yeah. and I don't know if this is for you, the storyline here is is really the, the, the matchup between the two strong districts, district three and district four. Um, I think that the region is going to be dominated by these two districts. Um, but it would not surprise me if, if, if you see a team like Hershey, for example, uh, get really hot in the playoffs and, and potentially be a surprise uh, region winner here. I, I think the Huskies, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they may have pound. They, they absolutely, absolutely have the best talent in this region. Yeah, I think that's what, one thing that, that to keep in mind here is that I think that you have two pretty strong districts and then two districts that I think have some talent, but it would be a surprise if they were to make it past, say, the second round. Agree. Um, um, and, and one of the things I think is going to be interesting is we are going to get a nice measuring stick on District 3 versus District 4. Because District 3, you got three teams at the very top there uh, in Canyon, in Pampa, and in uh, Dumas, who all have all have looked very good, but they've kind of all just kind of beat up on one another and beat up on teams that are about their size how do they stack up against a, a district like district four, which was so kind of wild and back and forth and, 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 and wooly, but may in fact have, I think there's a fair argument you could make depending on how things shake out. They may in fact have at least three of the top four teams in that region. Absolutely. And, and you know, especially, you know, there's, there's questions with Pampa right now, their quarterback, Jack Studebaker is I believe out for the year. He had a ruptured spleen. Uh, in their Ooh. game against uh, Dumas, and I believe he's out for the year, so that's a big loss for Pampa, and it really hurts uh, their depth. And then you look at—I I think the real measuring stick game here is, is that Canyon and Hershey game on Thursday night at Wichita Falls Memorial Stadium. Canyon finished second in that district. Hershey uh, finished third by seeding, but actually was the tr- district co- tri champs. They split the district title three ways with Springtown and uh, Decatur. So I think that's the real measuring stick game and the game that I'm watching in the first round of the playoffs, Hershey and Canyon yeah. Thursday night. I think so. Okay, let's go on to Region 2. In Region 2, the the conversation was always going to center around the number one team in the state in Argyle, and, and, and understandably so. Um, and I think they have to be the favorite here in Region 2 of 4A Division 1. But that is not to say that it is a walkover for them. I think there are a lot of potential landmines for the Eagles um, that, that you know, most especially, I think everybody's going to look, um, you know, th- to, I guess two weeks from now when presumably they play Waco La Vega, who is just in the playoffs. They've just had their number. Yeah, I, but I think Argyle, you know, the, the second round, that potential game against Stephenville in the second round is not going to be easy. Stephenville always gives Argyle trouble. Even when they're heavy underdogs, they always play the Eagles tough. They're not intimidated by Argyle. And Stephenville has the firepower to go toe-to-toe with Argyle. I'm not saying they can beat Argyle, but they they have played Argyle tough in the past. So Argyle potentially could have to go through a route of Stephenville in the second round, La Vega in the third round. And then you get to the fourth round, and it's anyone's guess because there's four pretty good teams at the top of the bracket with Midlothian, Heritage, Paris, Kennedale, and Melissa. And I'll tell you what, Paris uh, on Friday night against Argyle, they lost 28-7, to but they gave, the, they gave Argyle some trouble in that game. That, their, their defense did a good job against Argyle, and Paris is one of those teams that on a good day is fully capable of beating anyone. Dude, that's a really good three seed is what that is. Um, yes. That's a really good three seed. And by the way, don't they already have a win over Heritage? Yes, they have a potential second round matchup against Midlothian Heritage, and they beat Heritage in the regular season. And then you got you got Kennedale lurking there, un- unbeaten Kennedale, 8-0, you know, beat up on the Fort Worth ISD district. But Kennedale showed what they can do a couple of weeks ago going to Wimberley and beating Wimberley on the road after a three-hour road trip. So Kennedale is not going to be a pushover either. That, that's a good – those second round matchups at the top half of this bracket, early in, throughout this region, those, ra- those round two matchups are going to be really fun to watch 
And let's also make sure we throw a prayer up for North Dallas. Um, the the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs. Congratulations to the Bulldogs yes. in North Dallas. First they playoff appearance. First playoff appearance since 1952. Um, thrilled they're in. Their reward is a first round date with Argyle. I think they're like um, 78 point underdogs or something in the yeah. computer poll. But hey, it's going to shout out to hey, the Bulldogs. Hey, you got your ticket to the dance, baby. And you know what? Hey, listen. I would say stranger things have happened, but quite literally they have not. Yeah, so, it's 2020. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, but you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, I think 4A Division or uh, 4A Division One Region 2 has a chance to be uh, really interesting. It's one of those dist- or one of those regions that even though it does have a favorite, that does not preclude it from being interesting. So I now want to matriculate over to the other half of the bracket. We're going to Region 3. And the word, man, the word that comes out when I think of Region 3, when I look up and down here, Dude, this might be the most physical region in any bracket, like anywhere. This this bracket is these two these teams are just gonna beat the snot out of each it's other. It's the black and blue region for sure. There's a lot of man, a lot of teams who like to run the football, get physical, play smash mouth football. And I, I think the power nexus in this region is in East Texas. I think District Nine Four A Division One has a chance for a first round sweep here. I like Lindale. I like Kilgore a lot. I think Palestine's a favorite over Huffman. The game I'm watching is that four versus one that I'm going to be at Saturday night in New- at Randall Reed Stadium. Livingston, first district title since 1963. Great job by Finest Van Over squad. They're taking on a very yeah. dangerous Tyler Chapel Hill squad who, who snuck in in the fourth place spot. But they're dangerous. They're very young. And they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the next couple of years. I'm watching that game really closely to see if 9-4-8 can get the sweep. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, I think so. Uh, El Campo is a team I've got my eye on uh, in well, a big El way. El Campo, Cuero, been... second round matchup. Wow. Dude. Uh, that's a top Kilgore. 10. El, El Campo. Yeah, El Campo, El Campo Kilgore in second round. That's, that's, a, that's a top 10, yeah. potential top 10 area round matchup right there. Yeah, most certainly. That's a fantastic matchup. Um, I, we're going to get to our regional picks at the end of this, but but I, I do think this is a deep region that I don't I, I think comes without a, a favorite. And as a result, if you get hot at the right time, if, if you just hit the Jets right now, it's there. Like, there's not some big bad – it's not like in Region 2 where at some point you'll have to beat Argyle and that's just going to be a really tough test. Mm-hmm. In Region 3, if you get hot right now, there's nobody standing in your way that's just, like, overwhelmingly, uh, like, the, the best team in the state. Like, that, that's one thing that I think is interesting about Region 3. Keep an eye on Houston uh, Wheatley. They, HISD has really struggled in these playoff games in the 4A level. I think Wheatley's got a great shot in the first round against Brazosport. That's a good draw for Cornelius McFarland's squad. I think Houston Wheatley could carry the HISD banner into the area round of the playoffs. Let's go to Region 4. And in Region 4, again, you're going to look at the very top of the bracket and see Lampasas. And that is where that is where the all eyes are going to go, the number two team in the state in 4A Division One. But, and I've mentioned this before, if they end up going the path of having to see all uh, three of the four uh, qualifiers from district, their top three qualifiers from district 15, that is a, you want to talk about a final exam. Like that is three extremely different. And I think pretty darn good football teams that you would have to beat in consecutive weeks. And that's a huge test for the Badgers. It is, especially, you know, that second round matchup potentially against Corpus Christi Miller. One thing Corpus Christi Miller can do, and we know very well, they can score points. Their defense leaves a lot of questions, but if you get into a shootout with Corpus Christi Miller, hold on to your butts because that's a game that the Bucks Bucks can easily win. You just don't want to get into those kind of games with Corpus Christi Miller because they're very adept at those. And then you get past Miller, you got uh, Calhoun and Cal Allen. It's it's just a it's a really difficult road for Lampasas. Um, it's a, it's a really good region, and, and and I think you got Austin LBJ kind of lurking there at the bottom of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, they're a team that could be a problem as well. The other team that I would keep an eye on is Bernie, the champions of District 14. Um, I think that they are sleeper potential. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about District 13 and District 15, but Bernie is definitely a team to keep an eye on. In region four. All right, Steph, let's get your regional picks and your state champion. All right, I'm going to go uh, region one. I'll take Dumas. Uh, I'll go I'll go chalk there. Region two, I'm going to go Argyle. Uh, again, pretty chalky pick there. Region three, I'm going with Lindale. I like the Eagles to win the region. A very, very difficult region, but going Lindale. And in region four, I'm going to take Lampasas uh, to, 
to win the region. Uh, and in the state title game, I'm going to take Argyle over Lampasas in the state title game. We're pretty similar. I'm going to take Springtown in Region 1. Um, I like the, I like the Porcupines. Uh, region 2, I am going with Argyle, although I think they get a couple of scares in that region. Region 3, I'm going to go with El Campo. Uh, I believe in, in the Rice Birds. I think that this is the, te- the year they have the breakthrough. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Lampasas in Region 4. And we do have a similar, we have the same title game. I like uh, I like Spring, or, or rather, I like Argyle over uh, over Lampasas. All right, let's move on to 4A Division 2. 4A Division 2, uh, let's take a look at Region 1 here. And Region 1, again, this is a region that we were talking about at the beginning of the year. It felt like it was Salinas to lose. And so now, I think this kind of comes as... uh, Man, I'm going to feel like a jerk when I say this, but it's kind of what I feel. And we're on the premium podcast, so I don't care. This feels like a lot of teams that have kind of slightly underachieved our expectations and at least our preseason expectations, who can turn it on at the right moment is going to win this district or re- win this region. Yeah, I, I think the two teams that, 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 that really have exceeded our expectations, I would say, are Graham and Sweetwater. Um, and I think those are the two two that I'm keeping an eye on. I think Sweetwater is playing really good football. That arrow's pointed up. They're still really young, uh, but they got a little taste of the playoffs last year. They got a really good first-round draw against Leveland. Uh, I'm really watching that potential second-round matchup between Sweetwater and Salina. Um, and then Graham, obviously what they did to Iowa Park in the regular season, you got to give the Steers uh, a big yeah. edge, edge down there at the bottom of the bracket. Yeah, one thing that I would look at is uh, teams that I think do have the talent that if they just put it together right now, they'll they'll be in the they can play for a regional title. Midland Greenwood uh, never doubted their talent; it's just a matter of putting it all together. Uh, Lubbock Estacado, like that's a team that struggled in the early going. I think they figured things out thanks, kind of in large part, to what I think is a relatively mediocre district. Um, if they figure it out, I think they got a chance. I think Iowa Park Sanger is going to be fun for a first round matchup. It's a good Saturday um, night game at the Ford Center. They, they booked the Ford Center Saturday night. Good place for them to play. They really? Yeah, they're playing Saturday night at the Ford Center. I might have to check that out. That is, uh, yeah, four uh, A Division Two Region One does feel like there are a couple of teams that look like they might be the be- the best teams, at least the hottest teams right now. But enough talent there to give you a little bit of pause before declaring somebody is is the favorite. To Region Two we go where i mean actions have consequences right dude gilmer's win over pleasant grove is so impactful because suddenly i don't know about you i feel like pg got thrown into the dirty side of that region it's a really it's a really tough draw for pleasant grove they're they're banged up but you know i i that second round matchup against Glen rose is not going to be uh any walk in the park and then they get past that you got unbeaten uh cattle mills uh lurking lurking as well so it's, it's a really really difficult draw for pleasant grove yeah uh gilmer is probably the favorite the bottom half of the bracket i am interested in godly though godly's a team that has a super high ceiling and um and has a chance to make a run by the way hey keep an eye on mejia just gonna say keep an eye on mejia i like the black cats i like what they've been able to put together um, in the end, I think that there's going to be a notion to just say, okay, well, why don't we just pencil in another Pleasant Grove-Gilmer rematch? And I think you're well within your rights to think that. But I do think there are enough teams here that could give them a challenge, like Glen Rose, like Mejia, like Godley, in my opinion, like Van or Caddo Mills, uh, that it's not like you can't write it down right now. I think that there's at least a little bit of drama there in Region 2. A few more potholes for sure. Yes, absolutely. Over to Region 3 we go, where holy cow, dude. Uh, like I knew it was going to be a really tough region, like a loaded region. And then I saw it and I was like, like, it, okay, it would have been a tough region if they didn't play a single game. Right. If, if it was just like, we, like we just took our preseason projections and we we're like, Hey, by the way, uh, Carthage and West Orange Stark and Jasper are going to be there. Right. Then you add in teams that I think have overachieved like, like Salado. Mm-hmm. Uh, you add in teams like Sealy. Uh, you had teams like Silsby, who I think is still very dangerous. Belleville, I mean, dude, this region, all, obviously there's a favorite here, and we'll talk about them in a moment. But first of all, the depth here is crazy in Region 3. Yeah, and I think the depth is going to get over, overshadowed because you have the, the big bad wolf, so to speak, in Carthage. Uh, but if you took Carthage out, the depth here is really, really impressive. There's a lot of good football in this region. And, and I'm, I'm just afraid it's going to get overshadowed because everyone's just going to put Carthage all the way into their state semifinals. And that's probably what's going to happen. But 
don't just look at that. Look, you know, these second round matchups, I mean, Sealy, Waco Conley, West Orange Stark, Jasper, Carthage, Silsby, Salado, Belleville. Those are banging area round matchups throughout yeah. this region. Lots of depth here. Yeah, a lot of depth. And I think you're right that like you're, you're, you're spot on that. Don't let the fact that it does have, in our opinion, the overwhelming favor to win the region within the region. Instead, focus on the depth. And by the way, man, Carthage West Orange Stark is a, is a regional final I can get into. That is a regional final I can get into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Region 4. <clears throat> region 4 is basically what do you think of of this region outside of District 14? Like, to me, it is the District 14 region with Geronimo Navarro, uh, with Wimberley. Uh, let's see, who finished third in that? Uh, Maynard New Tech. Um, shout out, shout out. Ish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> shout so out, the, the top, I mean, in, in a lot of respects, just the top two, right? I think that, again, you're going to look at that and you're going to say, all right, Navarro, Wimberley rematch. And I think you'd, you'd probably, in my opinion, you'd be right. But um, maybe you've got some sleepers. Maybe a team like Sinton. Right, maybe yeah. a team like Navasota. There are teams you can dream on here. Yeah, Divine. I mean, I think Divine, Hondo, Giddings, all teams that that potentially, if they get hot, could could make a little bit of noise here. I I, I really like Senton. I think Senton's flying under the radar. I I think Mike Troutman's squad um, is a real real team to watch here. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's there. There is like you have to squint a little bit. But, like, there is some depth here in Region 4 that I think could make it fun. All right. Give me your regional picks and your state championship. All right. Well, with uh, Region 1, I'm going to go with Graham. I'm going to mm-hmm. go a little bit chalky there. Region 2, I'm going to take Gilmer. I think they, they get get it done uh, twice against Pleasant Grove. I think the Buckeyes are, are really playing well right now. Uh, region 3, Carthage for sure. And Region 4, I'm going to go Sinton. I, I like the Pirates to win the region Ooh. here. Give me Sinton in Region 4, a little surprise pick. And in the state title game, give me Carthage over Gilmer in a Beast Texas affair. Uh, we are almost entirely the same. Uh, I'm going to go with Graham in Region 1. I'm going to go with Gilmer in Region 2. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Carthage in Region 3. And uh, I'm going to go with Navarro in Region 4. That's probably the chalky pick in Region 4 is the champion of the best district. I'm going to go with Navarro in Region 4. And we do have the same title game. I like Carthage over Gilmer. Okay, let's go to for 3A Division 1 now. And three division one, we'll start with region one. And in region one, there is that team that at some point there is the final boss uh, in in Brock. <laughs> yes. Uh, and some and somebody's going to have to go and beat the final boss. I don't think it's a cakewalk. Uh, I don't think that they're they're not going to get pushed. But it does to me in region one feel like Brock versus the field. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at teams to dream on, I think you you start with Jim Ned. Uh, that win over Hallisville's aged really well. They they dominated Wall a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think I think Jim Ned's probably the second best team in this region. They're going to get Brock potentially in the third round. And then if you're looking in the regional final, I, I think you're looking at either Shallow Water or um, potentially Bushland, who's playing really good football right now in the regional final. I think Bushland, you know, played Brock earlier in the year, week one, got blown out. I think they're a lot better at this point, but I still think uh, it's brock's region to lose yeah maybe if wall like figures it out that's another team that again i've never doubted the talent just a matter of putting it all together if they're able to put it all together then i think wall's got a chance to, to make that run uh shallow water is an interesting team i think that they're an interesting team and and I just and, don't know a lot about shallow water they're, they're undefeated but i mean look at their resume and it's like you know dude and that that's the thing i mean respect to district one but it's just not very good yeah like plain and simple it's just not a very good re- district so yeah it, it looks like brock there. Uh, there are, I think you're right, that regional semifinal matchup against Jim Ned may in fact be the most interesting game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's in, that, that's pretty interesting. Okay, now let's go to the region of Doom. Yeah, the Fireworks uh, Factory. Uh, region 2 is nuts. Um, and a lot of it comes down – I mean, I, I would say – here's the funny thing. I would say it's, it's largely based on two districts in District 5 and District 6. But, man – I think all all four of those districts have some 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 good quality in them. Maybe not complete depth all the way through, like the like five and six do. 
But man, I think that they're. I think that all four of those districts have contenders. Yeah, seven and eight are not void of, of contenders for sure. I mean, you got you've got Grandview in District Seven, and in District Eight you got Malakoff. So uh, they add, they just add to the mix here. Um, you know, the, the question for me is, is is you know Grandview probably has the best player overall in Dane Yinch, uh, but. But can anyone stop Trevion Sneed from Mineola? I mean, every week the guy is rushing for 300 yards and getting 20 tackles a game. He's unbelievable. He, he you know, Jench controls the game as a quarterback, but Sneed may be the most dominant player in the region. You're really right, and and, and that's what's interesting. So I, I was thinking about this. So Grandview, of course, the two-time defending champs, and they have Jench, and you're right, all that fun stuff. They have Demetrius Crown over. I think there's an argument to be made. They're in the dirty side of the bracket. Uh, or the dirty side of the region, mm-hmm. um, that their path could be Teague, who congratulations to the Lions that make it into the playoffs. Um, uh, they 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 want to win an end game on Friday night. Uh, then they'll probably be it'll be great. They play Tatum in the second round or Winsboro. By the way, that's a toss up game. Tatum and Winsboro is a great first round game. Yeah, and then they are almost guaranteed to see a team that they've played in the title game the last two years in either Malakoff or Pottsboro. And if they get past that. Then it's probably Mineola or Gladewater. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it's 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 gonna be a tough road for I me. Mean, Grandview, they get their breather this week, but after that, they're gonna they're gonna have to strap it on because every week it's gonna be a battle. Can can you believe Malakoff and Pottsboro are gonna possibly play in the area round of the playoffs? That's insane. That's a crazy That's area round matchup for three A. And you know, Gladewater, you know, obviously their offense is as good as anyone. They've got dudes everywhere who, but you know, the defense has got to step it up a little bit if they want to make that deep playoff run. They, they've got a really tough first round test against Mount Vernon, a really good four seed. That's a tough draw for for an, for a one to get Mount Vernon in the first round. If they can get past that game, I think they can get to the they can make a deep run. But they're going to have to play a little bit of defense at some point, or their playoff run is going to get cut short. Absolutely, yeah. Region two is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, over to the other side of the bracket where you got region three. And I mean, look, I've, I've thought about this and, and, and I, I, I think I mentioned this in, in the bracketology video that's going to be up on TexasFootball.com. I think that ha- whatever you think of District 11 ultimately shapes what you think of Region 3. Because do you think that District 11, which is the Lorena, Rockdale, uh, McGregor, McGregor Academy. And, and Little River Academy – if you think that that is like that is a bunch of really good teams that just happen to be evenly matched, then like you really like a team like Lorena. And if you think that it's a bunch of mediocre teams that just beat up on one another, then it becomes wide open, and that's where you start talking about teams like East Chambers. That's where you start talking about teams like Hallettsville, mm-hmm. of course, who may in fact be the favorite regardless of what you think of District Eleven. Like that to me, like that is the uh, that that's kind of the it's the, the, it's the referendum on the region. It is. It's the ref. It, it is. It's it's the, the what's the, the it's the decoder ring of, of the region. It's like what you think of, of District Eleven is ultimately going to shape how you project it. Yeah, I I, I kind of think it's it's the latter. I think eleven three A was a little overrated by by us and everyone else. I think there's you know I think Lorraine is a good team, but I don't think there's any real powerhouses. I, I think District Twelve may win three or four. Uh, in, the, in this in this by district matchup, I, I think Hallisville is a team to beat in the region. If you're looking for a, a team yep. to dream on, keep an eye on Woodville, the four seed. I had a coach in that district tell me that aside from East Chambers, Woodville Woodville's the second best team in that district. They just kind of fell on the wrong side of a tiebreaker. That's a really tough first round matchup for Cold Spring. Keep an eye on fourth place Woodville at the top of the bracket. I think they can make a little bit of noise. And then Columbus yeah, is kind of lurking there. They won the they won Region Four last year. They're the, they're the defending regional champs in Region Four, and yeah. no one's talking about them. I think, I think Matt Schobel's squad is going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. Hundred percent. And I, by the way, I think Columbus Rockdale, like that, is the bellwether of this region. Like how that goes. If Columbus goes out there and beats the brakes off of Rockdale, then like at that point, what I do is I go, oh, okay. Keep an eye on Hallettsville. Keep an eye on Columbus. Keep an eye on all those teams out of District 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, to me, that's the bellwether is Columbus and, and Rockdale. Um, all right. To Region 4 we go. And in Region 4, as much as it pains me to say this, dude, <laughs> is anybody stopping Ashley Pickles' Lano Yellow Jackets? Because I got to tell you, I got to tell you, not only do I think they might be the best team in that region – but they also got a pretty good draw altogether. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they you know, 
they really the first two rounds they should they should cruise in the first two rounds. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to yeah. be much slowing them down. So, uh, yeah, I think Pickle's going to be a little insufferable for a while. I do think in the third <laughs> round, uh, a test against Jordanton will be will be that that'll be a really interesting game. Jordanton's got Cole Andrus and that really powerful offense. I think they'll be a force. And then you know, in the re- in a potential regional final, I think you know a team like Industrial with with their physicality um, could be a real real challenge as well. Yeah, I, I think so. That's like a different kind of uh, challenge there. But I do think that you're right, that this is a uh, – Atlanta's looking like they're in a good spot right now and, and feeling like they can they can go go out there and, and kind of go toe-to-toe uh, with anybody. Um, I know obviously we're talking a lot about a few different a few districts there and not all of them, but, but realistically it feels like District 13 is, is – District 13 and District 14 – um, is the power nexus? Although I would say that again, industrial is a team to keep an eye on. Poteen and Blanco is an interesting first round. It's a good matchup, solid first round matchup there in uh, Medina Valley for sure. Yeah. So, all right, give me your regional picks and your state championship. All right, region one, I'm going to go Brock. Uh, region two, I really had to think about this one, uh, but I'm I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with Gladewater. I don't feel super great about it, but I'll I'll go with the Bears uh, in region two. Um, in Region 3, uh, I'm taking Hallettsville. I think Hallettsville is the team to beat. And in Region 4, uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Lano. Um, oh, my God. I know. I know. I'm going to go with Lano. Actually, you know what? Region 2, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go Chalk and go Grandview. Give me a Brock, Grandview, Hallettsville, and Lano. And in the state title game, give me uh, Brock over Hallettsville. Okay. All right. Um, I am going to go similar. I got Brock in Region 1. Uh, I got to give the champs their due. I'm going with Grandview. They're the kings. Until somebody knocks them off, they've got to be They've got to be the pick. Uh, region 3, I like Hallettsville, although East Chambers has my attention. East Chambers has my attention. Uh, and then Region 4, I will go with Lano. Um, and I'm going to go with Brock over Hallettsville in a super physical title game. Um, that is going to be my pick there. So that's 3A Division One. Let's matriculate to 3A Division Two now, where we're going to start in Region One. And in Region One, again, like I hate to sound like a broken record, but I do feel like you have a favorite here. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the the question is, here's the, here's my question: Is Canadian the favorite, or is Canadian the prohibitive favorite in Region One? It's a great question. I don't think we know that because Canadian and Spearman didn't get to play. I, I think Spearman is a second. I think we're going to get a, a, a Canadian Spearman regional final. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Yep. The the really intriguing thing here is those two did not get to play in the regular season because Spearman had to forfeit due to COVID. So that really adds an, an, a layer of intrigue uh, to, to this region, I think. Because I think Spearman with, with Brendan Thompson has been a real powerhouse this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that that's it. And, and and if we if we had seen Canadian Spearmen, I feel like we'd have a much better feel for the region. But because of that, uh, we don't. I will also say um, that if you're looking for other teams outside of District 3, although Childress, I don't want to throw dirt on them quite yet. Um, I think Abernathy Childress is a banging first round matchup. It's a great that's first fun. round game. Um, I would keep an eye on Ballinger. Uh, I think Ballinger came out of a, a relatively tough district, uh, and what they did to Bangs a couple of weeks ago really has my attention. Defense travels. Uh, defense travels in the playoffs. Hundred yeah, percent. And then the other team, I think people are sleeping on Idaloo. I think that's an undefeated. That's an undefeated Wildcats team. That I will say this: they won't be scared of Canadian. If they see them in a in a regional semifinal, they won't come in scared. Yeah, I agree. So. That's region region one. It feels like Canadians to lose, but again, there is that X factor of not knowing what happens if they run into Spearman in the second round, or the, rather in the regional finals. Okay, let's go to region two, where. Okay, I'll say this for Gunner, they they're on the, they're on the right they're on the correct side of the region. They are on that's the side of the region they want to be on because that other side, man, Eastland Holiday. I would throw bells in that mix as well. Yeah, um, that is a tough group of teams, and Gunner is probably lucky they only have to see one of them. 
Yes, I, I think Gunner's on the much softer softer side of the bracket here. I, I think we're careening towards an Eastland Gunner regional final. Eastland is playing about as well as anyone in the state right now with Baron Morton. That that offense is just humming on all cylinders. When they get that tempo going, they're hard to stop, and they're playing uh, much better defense now than they were earlier earlier in the year. So I, I think we're looking at an Eastland Gunner regional final. If, if I'm looking at a sleeper, I, I think the sleepers are Holiday and Wichita Falls City View. I think those are the two teams. If you're looking for sleepers, those are the two to really keep your eye on from the same yeah. district. I think that's right. Bells is the team that has my attention as well because they're, they're just kind of a weak they're, – they're a team that has a super high ceiling, and if they reach it – uh, they have a chance. And by the way, keep an eye on Palmer. I would just say Palmer, champions of District 7, they'll have a chance to get out of there. But it feels like, I think you're right, I lean towards a Gunner Eastland regional final, which, I mean, you would talk about stylistic clash too. Yeah. I mean, that is, those are, those are polar opposite teams. All right, Region 3 we go. In Region 3, I mean, I don't know, man. It's pretty wide it's open. Like, There's... It's a, Take it's a bunch of teams. It's a bunch of teams in East Texas that at different times of the year, I've said they're the favorite in Region 3. Like, that's what it is. Like, at, there was a point where we said Dangerfield was the runaway favorite in Region 3, and then they go and they call one up to Hooks. Uh, there was a time where we thought Wascom was the re, undif- was the undisputed regional uh, champion or regional uh, favorite in Region 3, and then they call one up to Elysian Fields. In the early going, we thought, hey, maybe Newton's got the, 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 the juice this year. Well, you know, early returns were very, very poor for them. I think they figured it out there. That's what's interesting is that, like, all of these teams have reached their ceiling at some point. So we've seen it, and yet we've none of the them have been consistently too. able – Yeah, we've seen the floor too. And so, I like, honestly, I have no idea in this region. I don't have a great feel for this region. I, I think if, if if all things considered, I think Newton is, is the team to beat if they're clicking at all cylinders with the consistency. And Newton, honestly, after those first two blowout losses against 4A opponents, there's just no one in their district that really can push them. So I don't know if we really know what Newton is right now. And I, I think we'll find that out in the second round, potentially against against Paul Pewitt. Um, I think Wascom, you know, has the ability to win the region. If you're looking for a sleeper, man, watch out for West Rusk. They started the year 0-3, yeah. but look at those three losses. Malakoff, Mineola, and Sabine. All Division I teams and, and good Division I teams, especially Malakoff and Mineola. And so I think yeah. we buried West Rusk a little bit after that, after that 0-3 start. They've rattled off six wins in a row, and they haven't been close. Keep an eye on yeah. West Rusk. I think, I think they're the kind of the sleeper to watch. Um, this is a really fascinating region because I don't think anyone really has a good feel for how this thing is going to play out. I think I think I think you're spot on there, and 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 there are a number of teams, any number of teams that you could you could wake me up in four weeks and say, hey, by the way, uh, Elysian Fields won the region. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Like they've got the talent, ain't no doubt about that. They got the talent. Like West Rusk got the talent. Wascom got the talent. Dangerfield most certainly got the talent. By the way, Dangerfield Wascom in the second round, it's crazy. Oh boy. All right, so that's Region Three, Region Four. Oh, it is. It is. I'll be. I'll be entirely honest. It is a referendum on Poth. That's it. That's all it is. This is the whole region comes down to what you think about Poth, because Poth has beaten the absolute dog out of almost everybody, almost everybody, with the big asterisk of what they've done lately. Because last week against Natalia, they were on the ropes. Yes, they and, were and on the road. We were watching that, and we were like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" You know, and 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 credit to Poth. I, I really think Coach Jeff Luna probably was glad they got that push because I, I don't think you want the first time you're getting tested to be in the postseason. I think secretly he's glad they got pushed. Yeah, I think that that might be fair. And and but that's the thing is that like on paper and according to the computer rankings, Poth is like the favorite in Region Four, but. If you think that they have played a soft schedule, and there is some reason to believe that, um, then there's a ton of teams that can get Tidehaven Rogers is a banging first round matchup, and whoever wins that game is going to give Post some trouble. I am a big believer. I don't know about you. On the, we're staying in the bottom half of that region. I'm a big believer in Buffalo. I think that team is hitting its stride right now. Yeah. I... <laughs> I think so. I, 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 I'm, tr- I'm trying to trying to get a good feel for this region, and I and I feel like, you know, like you said, Poth is the team to beat here. But 
I feel like Franklin and their ability up front may, may be the, the difference in this. Maybe, yeah. maybe I just want to dream on Poth a little bit and, and kind of go with that with that kind of Cinderella-y South Texas team. But I, I worry a, a stylistic matchup against Franklin might be a problem because Franklin's so big and so physical up front, and they're sneaky athletic. And I think that, that, that yeah. makes them a difficult matchup. Region uh, The top half of that region, I would also say, um, East Bernard has looked very good and, and certainly worthy of, of being in that conversation. I think an East Bernard regional, uh, Franklin regional semifinal is certainly within the cards. But here's the thing about that, man. You see that first-round matchup? Lexington? Man. That's such an enigma. If you want to talk – dude, if you want to talk about a team that has a super high ceiling that is still a four seed. Like it's it's there it's Lexington. If they play like they did at the beginning of the year, like they can beat literally anybody in this region. Absolutely, they, yeah. They they got the guy, but I just I just don't know what's happened to Lexington. I don't know if they got guys hurt or what, but they have been not the same team that they were in the first few weeks no. of the season. No, most certainly. It's it's going to be region four is, is interesting, and, and again, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of what you think about the region comes with what you think of both. So, um, all right, let's go to your regional picks and your state champions. All right. In region one, I'm, I'm going with Canadian. I just think they're, there's just too much there. They're, they're too powerful. Uh, region two, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Eastland over, over Gunner. I think Eastland has wow. got it going this year. I'm going to go with Eastland, uh, region three. I'm going to pick Wascom. uh, Again, that's kind of just a toss-up pick. And in Region 4, I'm, I'm going to buy in and go with Poth. I'm going to take Poth to win Region 4. Uh, and in the state title game, give me Canadian over Wascom. Okay. <clears throat> I got something similar. Well, kind of. Actually not. I'm going to go Canadian Region 1. Um, I'm going to go with Gunner in Region 2. Uh, I think that, you know, again, much like we were talking about with Grandview, uh, I think they deserve the, the, the nod here. So we get Canadian Gunner for the umpteenth consecutive year. <clears throat> Region three, I'm gonna go with Dangerfield. Um, I think they got their I think they got their scare out of their system against Hooks. I think they're gonna be able to put it together. Region four, I'm gonna go with Franklin. Um, I think that that is a I think for all the reasons you listed, I think the Lions are the team's beat there, uh, and I'm gonna go with Canadian over Franklin in a very interesting stylistic clash of a title game. Um, yeah, so that's 3A Division 2. On to 2A we go, and 2A Division 1. And 2A Division 1, um, let's start in Region 1, where it would be easy to say, oh, well, it's post. Like, you know, post, we can all clap our hands together and be, be gone. I think there are no fewer than three or four super, super, like, sirens going off challenges for post in region one i think it's a lot deeper than people may be getting it credit for yes i i, I absolutely think you're right and i think i think chief among those challenges is probably cisco down at the bottom of the bracket um what they did to san saba last week was really impressive on the road you know with the caveat san saba had 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 several guys that were out uh, due to quarantine issues, so they weren't at full street. But still, you go to you go to San Saba and blow, blow the armadillos out. You, you've caught my attention. Um, I, I think Cisco is a chief challenger, but I'm telling you, watch out for Panhandle at the top of this at the top of this bracket here. The Panthers can score points on anyone. They have not yes. scored less than 42 points in a game all year this year. Their defense seems to have figured it out. They've only allowed 27 points the last three weeks. Granted, the competition hasn't been great, but I think Post is going to get a real challenge here uh, early, early on in the playoffs. Once they they'll get past West Texas, I think pretty pretty handily, um, and then after that, I think you, you'll start to see uh, some real challenges to the Antelopes here. Yeah, I think that that's right. I would also keep an eye on Holly. That Holly's a team that runs the ball exceptionally well, um, and and I think that that is a team certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, and you could, I, I will say this. <clears throat> you get a Hawley and Cisco regional semifinal, that would be fun as heck. That would be really fun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, 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 region one seems like a lot of fun. Region two we go where, again, man, I think that – I don't think there's a favorite here. I think there's – or at least not one that you can easily point to. I think there's about three to four teams, at least two, arguably as many as four – Teams that you can point to and say, yeah, I think I think they could come out of that region. I you know I'm a Colt Shuckers stand. You know that I'm a Colt Shuck. You know this. Uh, and so I, I like Lindsay at the top of that bracket. I also think they got a pretty good draw 
All things considered, they wouldn't have to see a team like Crawford until a regional final, who may be the second best team in that region. Uh, but overall, when you take a look at Region 2, I think that it's it's not quite as strong as Region 1. But uh, I think that what as a result, you've got a bunch of teams that are in the mix. That like If you're going to have a surprise regional finalist, I think it comes from here. Yeah, I, I know. I, I love Colt Suckers and, and Lindsay as well. Um, I've, I've been kind of on the Italy bandwagon. I, I think Italy is kind of a team to keep an eye on in this region as well. Um, their one loss of the year is to Farwell, which is kind of what was, it was in a weird neutral site game. Um, I, I like Italy a lot. Um, I think Crawford's a team to keep an eye on. Obviously, they've been ranked in the top 10 most of the year. Uh, they haven't lost a game on the field. Their one loss was a forfeit due to COVID. Um, and then even Cooper. I saw Cooper last week, um, and they're very impressive as well. So so there's there's some challenges here. But, but I mean, I think Lindsay's the favorite, but, but keep an eye on Italy for sure. Okay, over to Region 3. Uh, and we've talked a lot about this region because of who's not here. Because San Augustine is not here. Not even uh, in the playoffs. Not even in the playoffs, which is shocking. Straight up shocking. Um, and so, as a result, there is a vacuum. There's a vacuum, and you've got a ton of teams scrambling to fill that vacuum. And I'll be honest, I think anybody who tells you they know who's winning that region, like undisputedly they know, they are lying to you. I think that this I think this region is wide open. And it could be any number of teams, and it'll probably, I'll be honest, I mean the, the odds are that it'll be a team that we haven't seen play this deep in a long time. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I think in region three that that you know the, the odds on favorite for me is Timson, just because the, through, through the body of work this year going 10-0, and 0, um, obviously the win against Joaquin was a little bit lopsided just because Joaquin got into some turnovers and got out of their game a little bit. But if you look at the whole 10-game body of work, Timson to me is the team to beat. Um, I, I think there's some challengers there, but but I, I really like the Bears. Um, if you're looking for a team to dream on, it, it might be one of those teams from the Brazos Valley, maybe Norman G or, or, or Hearn, who's, who've had really yeah. good years this year. Yeah, those are teams certainly to keep an eye on. I think I think probably District 12 is probably the power nexus here. Um, in, in a lot of ways, at least the deepest one, when you're talking about Hearn, Holland, and Thorndale. Um, but at the same time, each of these districts, I mean, because uh, that's the thing. T- I think District 10 only goes probably too deep, right? I mean, you know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, Thorndale's in District 10. Um, you know, I, I, but that's, that's the interesting thing here is – I think that this is a district, a region where who do you believe in, right? Who do you not think is a paper tiger, right? Hawkins, mm-hmm. undefeated champion, right? Um, Normandy, undefeated district champion. Timpson, undefeated district champion. Hearn, undefeated district champion. One of those teams, at least one of those teams, I mean, this is not, I don't mean this in a derogatory way. At least one of those teams is a mirage, right? Yeah. It would stand to reason that at least one of those teams is a mirage. Um, and you got to identify which one it is. And, and and we just don't know. Now, I think you're right. I think Timpson probably has the strongest resume. And um, although I would also say, man, Hearn's win over Holland was impressive. Um, uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that like this is a, a, a region or a, a, that's a team that I think is a challenger and a, a bona fide contender, but it's just, it's, it's who knows. Like it really is. It's who knows in this region. Okay. Let's go to region four. Um, tell me why we can't fast forward to Shiner or Furia. I'm not sure I can. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not sure I can. Um, that's the thing is that it looks Shiner has looked every bit the part of the number one team in two, a division one. Um, I also think they got a really, really nice draw. I think, cause normally you'd say, Oh, well they're out to run to Mason in a regional semifinal. Uh, this is not that same Mason team. No, it just isn't. They're, they're down. Um, I, I feel pretty comfortable penciling fear or Shiner into a regional final. refurio has got a tougher road because refurio I'll tell you that Ozona Flatonia game. Solid. It's a good first round matchup. Those are two. And, Ozona and, and Flatonia are both good teams. And those are teams that I think can give Refurio a push in the second round. I think they're liable to see Ganado in the third round, who is at when they play to their paper, they are good enough to, to win that game. 
Uh, but yeah, look, we are going to be. I think that I think that we would be lying to you if we said that we're not going to get Refurio and Shiner, and then it's you know, and then it's throw it out the window. Like who knows? Like uh, it's it's just going to be, it's going to be wild. Yeah, I think that Shiner Refurio is the most obvious regional final here. And man, that would be fun considering considering how that game ended last year. How much fun would that be? All right, give me your regional picks and your state champions. Uh, I'm going to go post in region one. I, I think. They're just they're too strong right now. I, I like the antelopes. Uh, region two. I'm gonna go with Italy. I, I'm gonna go with the gladiators to win region two and a little bit of a surprise. Uh, region three. Give me Timson. Region four. Give me Shiner to avenge last year's loss. And in the state title game, give me Shiner over Post. All right, we're pretty similar. I got Post in region one. Although I think Cisco gives them a real scare in the regional final. I'm gonna go with Lindsay in region two. You know I'm a cold chucker stand. Region three, I am going with Timpson. I believe in the Bears. I, I don't think they're a flash in the pan. I think they're a bona fide contender. Um, and then region four, I am going to go with Shiner to get a little bit of revenge over Refurio. And we have the same title game. I like Shiner over Post. Let's round it out, Matthew, with 2A Division Two, the smallest 11-man classification. And this might – I don't know. We're going to have to try to make this a little bit interesting because I think in three of the four regions, there is – uh, either a clear favorite or a prohibitive favorite. Uh, we'll start in region one where, I mean, I guess like it depends on, uh, it depends on how impressed you were with we- what Wellington did against Wheeler last week. I personally was extremely impressed. And to me, that makes Wellington the team to beat in region one. I think Wellington's the team to beat in region one, but I don't think they're uh, clear cut above the field. Like the, like the two teams in region, the, re- the team in region two and region three is. I think the gap yeah. between Wellington and the field is a little smaller. I think the two teams in the Permian Basin, Wink and McHaney, are going to be real challenges for Wellington. Um, the problem is I think Wellington matches up so well with those teams that they'll have a hard time with them. But I, I think McHaney and, and Wink are both very good. Uh, it's it's going to be a shame that we're going to get a Wellington-Wink area round playoff matchup. That's, that's a really that, – that was a regional final. Uh, was that a regional final or regional semifinal last year? So – Really good, really good matchup there in the second round. But I, I do think Wellington's the favorite. If you're looking for teams to dream on aside from McCamey and Wink, um, I, I think Wheeler obviously is a team to keep an eye on. How about Vega? Um, you know, the, yeah. the Longhorns uh, got a big, you know, got a big win over Stratford in district play to bring home the district title. And I think, you know, Clarendon, if they can get their, if they can play to their paper, is a real, is a real uh, sleeper team as well. Yeah, uh, that's the interesting thing about Wellington is that their reward for winning the district is that they got put in the dirty side of that region where they could realistically see Wink and then Vega and then whoever comes out of that top half of that region, uh, which may in fact be a, a rematch with Wheeler. It may be McKamey. It may be – I don't know. That's that's going to be interesting. And if we end up getting one versus four regional final or regional – I'm sorry, area round matchups, that's going to be really interesting to see in region one. Okay, now to region two where – Tell me who's going to beat Hamlin. I can't. I, I think Hamlin's I know. head and show. I mean, I, Winthorpe is probably the one team who, who has played Hamlin, played him tough, didn't get didn't get run off the field against Hamlin. But the problem against Hamlin yeah. is you got to score points against that defense, and that's been a real challenge for just about everyone thus, so far this year. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, the only other team I would throw into that mix – yeah, by the way, we're going back to, to uh, October 2nd. That uh, was a 14-0 Hamlin win over Winthor. So they gave them some They gave them some run, but you're right. That defense has been so locked in. They've been they've been so good this year. Um, I will say, uh, you know I'm a believer in Denny Faith. I, I think that Albany is, is turning the corner. I think that's a team to keep an eye on, and I think a regional semifinal between Winthor and Albany would be a lot of fun. Uh, keep an eye on Munster. I think Munster is interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, they came up short against uh, Winthorpe and that ended up costing them a district championship. But I think that that is a team to keep an eye on. And I also like Quana. I think Quana is an interesting team that they play an interesting style where they kind of muck it up on you. And if they can get opponents to play their style of game, they've got a shot. Now, look, I think I'm also, I'd also be lying to you if I told you that I didn't think that Hamlin was the favorite here. Uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know. Pretty, I like yeah, I they're a pretty I, heavy favorite. I think in this region, there's more there's more potential contenders to dream on in this region than there are in the next region. 
I agree. So let's move to that next region, Matthew. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a tease. So let me let me ask you this. I don't even need you to tell me who's going to beat Mart. I need you to tell me who's going to come within 20 points of Mart. Because I'll be honest, I think there's a real argument to be made that Bremond is the second best team in that region. And, and Mart beat him by 70. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, look. Uh, I mean, that that doesn't make for a whole lot of uh, a, a real interesting podcast. Listen, um, I think Tenaha Bremont's a really fun area round matchup, and that is your bellwether right there. Yeah. If Bremont goes out there and hammers Tenaha, or if they comfortably win, then man, it's going to be a Mart skate. Like, because that is, that's, that to me is the bellwether. Now I don't think Bremont, I think, I think coach Kazowski would tell you at Bremont that when they played Mart, they did not play well. And that's to be, but Mart does that to you. Like, that's the thing. I, I wish I had more interesting things to say about this region. Cause there's a couple teams that I really like in a vacuum, right? I think Deweyville is an interesting team. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Deweyville could get to the regional semifinal. I think, I think they should, they probably should win their first two playoff games. Um, yeah, I think I think I think a team like Sims Bowie or Holdaiseta that could be a fun if you're kind of a hipstery type. That's a that's a hipster second round matchup in Sims Bowie and Holdaiseta. But like, I'm sorry, Mark like, just casts this shadow over the whole region. That's just hard to escape from. I think Tenaha is gonna is gonna be the team to play Martin in the regional final. I think Tenaha gets okay. past Bremond, and I I think if Tenaha can convincingly beat Bremond, I think at least gives us hope that maybe there's gonna be a competitive regional final here. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna tell you that right now the computer and I'm looking at this right now they would install Mart as a 36 point favorite over Tenaha. So that I that's mean, hey, totally at this different. point, if Mart beat someone. 46 to 10 we'd be like oh hey mark got pushed that's how that's how far the gap that's that's how dominant they've been so let's go from region three which feels like a foregone conclusion to region four where i mean shoulder shrug (laughs) i have no idea man i have no idea i think probably the chalky favorite here and the one that the computer believes in most is Cristoval. Yes. And credit to Cristoval. They've had a really nice year. But I can't help but shake that for all the burying of Fall City we did early in the year, they figured it out, and they're going to be t- they're going to be a tough out. Yeah. I, I mean, Fall City has the pedigree, too. Cristoval has been successful the last couple of years. They haven't been past the area playoffs. This right. This would be uncharted territory for them. Uh, you know, Fall City's got the pedigree. Then that Fall City potential tough first second round matchup against Granger. That won't be a cakewalk by any means. But I, I I'll tell you the team that I that I'm starting to kind of get get a little bit sweet on, and that's Snook. They Ooh. blew past Granger in in their last game, fifty to thirteen, to win the district championship. Snook's a little inconsistent, but if Snook gets it rolling. Keep an eye on the Blue Jays. I think that's that's the real kind of kind of hipster pick uh, in this region. Yeah, that's that's fair. I would also say the other hipster pick, if you want to believe in a, in a team, maybe it's DeHennis. Uh the the Saturday the yeah. Saturday Night Cowboys. That's right. That's right. Um, they are a team that uh, look. They're undefeated. They're undefeated. They roll through their district. Uh, their best win is probably their win over Bruni. Um, I don't think they've played anybody like what they would see potentially in the let's see, and it will be in a regional semifinal uh, against uh, against uh, Fall City. But I do think that DeHennis is a team you can dream on. That said, right now the chalky pick would probably be a team like it would be Cristobal against Fall City, and then it's like you know take your pick. Um, but I think you're right. Snook is Snook's an interesting team. There's 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 teams that I think we feel like we have a good feel on and then there's a bunch of teams that are like man if things break right like you could absolutely see them making a deep run so that's 2a division two step give me your regional picks and your state title pick. all right region one i'm gonna go with wellington region two i'm gonna go with hamlin region three mart and region four cristobal and give me mart over hamlin in a very chalky state championship all right, I'm going to go with Wellington in Region 1. I'm going to go with Hamlin in Region 2. I'm going to go with Detroit in Region 3. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to go with Mart in Region 3. Uh, <laughs> although Detroit, if the e- – hey, shout out the Eagles. If the Eagles make it to a regional – I will say this. 
if the Eagles make it out of Region Three, right? I I will dedicate I will dedicate an entire week to wearing nothing but Detroit gear. All right, there we go. There you go. It's shout out Detroit, uh, and then I am going to go. I'm going to go with Fall City in Region Four. I think pedigree matters. I think pedigree matters, and I'm going to go with Region uh, Fall City in Region Four. That's very chalky. I recognize that. I am going to go with Mart over Hamlin. Although I do think, I'll just say this: if there is a team in two A Division Two that can hang with Mart, I think it's Hamlin. Yes, I, good defense. I think that's I, good defense. I think they're a stylistic like. Uh, like good matchup with them, and I don't think they're uh, in awe of Mart. You know, they played Mart tough last year. I don't, I don't think they'd be in, intimidated yeah. by Mart in the least. I think you're right. So that's two A Division two, and that's your podcast. There, there you go. go. Uh, we will be back later this week. I think uh, I don't know when we're gonna get the other one up, but we will have a six A five A week. We'll, we're just gonna call it week twelve, week twelve preview for you. Uh, coming up here uh, in your Chep and Step feed, and as I mentioned, if you're a six man fan, I'm going to attempt. I'm gonna effort. That's a that's a that's a that's a bad uh, that's a bad journalist phrase. I'm going to effort uh, getting Granger Huntress on the air, and we can record a quick podcast, and we will drop into your feed as well. So that is going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, spending a little bit of your day with us. And Steph, thanks for your courage. Thanks for it. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Kevin Steph.